Hello and welcome to the APW Property Pod, episode number 13, I believe. My name is Callum Williamson and I'm here with... Stuart Williamson. Hi Stuart, how are you? Hey, fine and dandy. Beautiful day. It's good to be alive. Well, any day is good to be alive, even if it's not beautiful. But anyway, all's good. Let's sally forth. As Norman once said, it's better than the alternative, right? You betcha. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right then. Uh, so what are we talking about today? We were going to talk about uh, owning via a company and the benefits of that, because it's something we're getting asked about a lot at the moment. But we've had a last minute change in horses and we're going to be talking about stamp duty instead, because next week we're having Bianca Vandenberg from GetGround to come on to talk about company formation. So we're going to have an expert in to talk with us about that. So I thought we'd save it for then. Uh, all three of us, three at once. All three of us at once, yeah. Wicked, yeah, great. I know, just changed the dynamic a bit, right? And so, I've, I've, yeah, we had a chat this week, and I sort of just explained that it's relaxed, you know, it's meant to be approachable, and we're just going to have a chat about company formation and other things. That sounds perfect. So, um, anyway, so I was doing some research for that podcast and uh, got me thinking about, you know, how changes in laws and stuff have, you know, changes in tax with property in the UK to Myra's mortgage interest relief at source has pushed people down the company route. And so I started researching some strange uh, and outdated laws. Um, do you want to hear a few of them? Mm, God, it'd be lovely. Mm. Do you know it's illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances? <laughs> no, I, I just, how is that exactly? What is suspicious circumstances? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, but it, according to the article, I got it from this piece of bizarre law was passed in 1986 quite recently. And it's part of a wider law, which includes possessing salmon, which have been illegally taken, killed or landed. All right. OK, right. sounds a bit suspicious. Any others? Uh, others. <laughs> Members of Parliament are not allowed to wear armour in Parliament. Another of Edward II's laws. Quite right. I agree with that. Uh, and the, the third one I thought was quite interesting was it's illegal to be drunk in charge of cattle in England and Wales. Again, I can understand that. It's a... Very sane. You've seen Clarkson's farm. I mean, I don't think he should be allowed to be in charge of cattle whatsoever, whether drunk or not. But I think my favourite one of those is about the Chester town walls, is that it is still legal to shoot a Welshman between between dusk and dawn from Chester town, town walls with a bow and arrow. Dusk until dawn. Ah, it's not very nice on the toughies, is it? Well, you know what you Welshies are like. You're a strange set, and I don't blame anyone for me to shoot with a bow and arrow in Chester or not. Out, so outdated, really. Um, you know, and that law has not caused an uptick in Welsh deaths like the law has caused an uptick in company <laughs> formations. But anyway, that's that's us getting sidetracked. We're here to talk about stamp duty today. Okay. Um, so what is it? Um, what is it for a homeowner? What is it for an investor? What is it for an overseas investor? Um, more importantly. So, um, so yeah, there we go. What is the current stamp duty rate? Um, if we're an overseas investor, Stuart? Well, uh, it's quite topical because yesterday I was talking to a, a potential client in the UAE. Okay, so the current stamp duty rates, as you were telling your guy in uh, Dubai, we are in the, obviously, 
we're still in the phase stamp duty holiday period, which runs out um, end of September, 30th of September. So the rates at the moment are 3% up to £250,000, which is what you were saying. But because we're overseas, we have another 2% on top of that. So it's 5% up to £250,000. From 250 to £925,000, it's 8%. But because we're overseas, we've got another 2%. So it's 10%. Um, yes, I understand that. Which is an awful lot. And then at the end of that, at the end of that September holiday, the rates won't increase, but you'll be taxed on a lower level. So 0 to 125000 will be taxed at 3%. Um, and really, it is a completely, as I said many, many times before, it's a completely mad tax because it stops people moving around. On the, you know, it taxes you on the way in and it should be being taxed on the way out, which is how most countries do it. Well, they do both so, for us, don't they? On the way in and the way out. Yeah, so it's a completely crazy tax. Okay, well, what would you say to someone then, um, something I've been getting a lot is, you know, why would I invest in property now? There's such a big tax on the way in. And as our good friend Joe Billingham always said, you make your money on the way in. So if I'm paying so much more on the nose, 5% for an overseas investor, is it worth it? Well, it's a bigger picture item, isn't it? If you're going to buy and hold, then it really is unmortized away because the tax you pay on the way in, you can have, you can, and divided by the number of years you've got the house for, and it becomes a very small amount of money. So buying property on that sort of format for the longer term and paying fees, I mean, the fees are really, at the low end of the market, the fees are 7% to buy in. If you look at the agent's fees, solicitor's fees, and if you pay any commission to good good people like ourselves, plus the stamp, you know, it's 7%, which seems like quite a lot. But I mean, we compare that to, What's the bid offer on a standard mutual fund? Three to five percent, perhaps. Okay, and, so, and and what have prices grown by in the past twelve months? House yeah. prices, you know, you, you sure. even after that seven percent, yeah, it's been a bump a year. But even if you say, you know, ten percent growth this year, then you're still three percent up. So um, I think that's very true. If you're still buying and holding for the long term, it's still great. And if if you're looking at buying and flipping and this is what joe was saying actually when we did that podcast with him a little while ago not podcast the webinar he says if anything you know it's just stopping it's making it less profitable to flip so if you're trying to do that buy buy rent refurb uh, buy refurb rent renovate rah 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 whatever it is and um, brrr and um, buy refurbish refinance rent um if you're trying to do that then it's the numbers are squeezed a bit more and it's more difficult, you know, but if you're buying longer term to hold it, which we love, anyone that listens to our podcast and videos knows that we love that, then it's still a pretty good idea. Yeah, no, no for sure. It's, uh, but even in the BRRR sector, you know, our good friends at Grant Property, they, um, you know, they buy, renovate, renovate, remortgage, rent out. Um, and if you're making money on the way in, and you'll pay putting 50 grand in as a refurb, and that puts 100 grand on the property, which you should, as long as you don't over capitalize, then that's a good way of making money. And it doesn't matter about the stamp so much. Agreed. Okay, well, just change the tone a little bit. Do you know where the term stamp duty comes from? Why it's called stamp duty? Um, 
I'm the foggiest. No, please do tell me. Pray tell. <laughs> okay, so stamp duty is a tax that's levied on a single property purchase or on documents. A physical revenue back in the day, a physical revenue stamp had to be attached or impressed upon the document to show that stamp duty had been paid before the document was legally effective. Modern things no longer actually need a stamp, but the name stamp duty stuck. Right. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's where you get these coupons, isn't it? On bonds. You get what is the coupon on a bond? And it used to be a perforated piece of paper that you tore off the bond and then took to the bank to cash it in. Obviously, now you don't do that anymore, but it's still known. The interest on a bond is still known as the coupon. So that's interesting, that. Similarly archaic. It's like the you know, the thing about shooting Welshmen, which is I think I think probably should have shooting Welshmen with a bow and arrow from any city, not just Chester, would be a good idea, to be fair. Yeah. But well, I mean, there are some ways that you can escape stamp duty on occasion. If you, for example, transfer more than four properties into a company name, then there is an exclusion, which I'm just trying to remember what it was. 161, I think. There's an exclusion um, which allowed you to put four in as long as you claim it as a certain event. So that is, it is planable. So just don't take stamp duty at face value. It's always worthwhile trying to get some input from a professional like, like a, um, an accountant. And again, don't just take their word for it. It's quite often they're wrong. Yeah, and, and I think you, if you are working with an accountant, work with an accountant that knows their property stuff, right? Um, I, had, uh, I had someone send me an email from their accountant about an example of a, um, you know, a property purchase, and the, and the accountant was uh, not very positive about buying property, that's for sure. Um, a lot of... A lot of you know, some of some of the points they raised were true, but a, or fair, but a lot of them weren't as well. You know, so I think if you're taking someone's word as gospel because you trust them, make sure they know what they're talking about as well, right? And that I think comes down to not just trusting. You know, if you're looking to work with us or study our videos and look at the material we put out there, don't just trust us with it. Go and do your own research and find out for yourself. You know, you, we tell you where we get all of our stuff from, right? Supla, Saddle, Knight Frank all of those places, go and do the reading yourself, you know, and corroborate or, is that the right word? Corroborate? Yeah. Yeah. What, is. We're, what yeah. we're saying. In all these cases, you know, it's caveat emptor. If you go onto websites and it says, trust tree says this and blah, blah, blah. And you go to a hotel one and it says, you know, they are endorsed by so many people. But quite often the experience you have is completely different. You have a really good experience even though it might say that it's poor because people have, got, have often got axe to grind and you do see some shocking stuff. We were looking at that, those um, references for a rental agency up in Scotland and some of the stuff was absolutely rude and obnoxious, but people still took it seriously and they, you know, yeah. circulated it. Yeah. Absolute man. It's, it's like, you know, that. Oh, all God, the negativity of it. He's all off. the negativity. He's off. Yes. He's off and what what we got there in the head. <laughs> All the negativity oh, that's, that's <laughs> coming out about the vaccine comes from 12 people. You know, there's 12 sources for all the negative information on the internet about the, the COVID vaccines. And it's been sourced to these people and they have multiplied it and sent it out there. But it is only 12 people, 12 different locations, a couple of doctors, some personal health people, 
and a couple of uh, fitness types. And that is amazing that that sort of thing is going on. 12 people can create this negativity, which in many cases is costing lives. I'm going to find us 12 people. I'm going to name and shame. Yeah. Right. Was, and if, okay, and if your name's on there, Callum, if your name's on there, Callum, you'll be shooting sure. me with a crossbow from the walls of Chester Castle. But, uh, you know, great. I mean, firstly, two, two things there. To actually draw back a longbow is incredibly difficult. And I doubt many people have got the strength to do that nowadays. Secondly, that's the age of the internet, isn't it? You know, people can put something up and because it's in writing on the internet, it's, uh, it's, it's taken at face value a lot of the time. And, you know, those comments about that management agent, I saw those and I think from a tenant's perspective, they weren't very positive, right? You know, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to have been those tenants. But if I'm looking at it from an investor perspective, the management agent did exactly what I would have wanted as an investor, which is made sure I got my money over, you know, they looked after my interests. So if you're coming at that from the investor side, then although it may be negative, it's actually a positive for you because it shows that the management agency is doing all they can and in your best interest. So anyway, yeah, I think we've gone up on a bit. They're in your corner, in your corner. You know? Yeah. That's what it's all about, yeah? And if yeah. you want to know more about that, guys, listen to our podcast from last week where we talked about how you can be a landlord in the most remote island in the world, Ascension Islands, um, and how using a an agent is good and the right thing to do. Any any sort of professional when it comes to property. But we started. We got, sorry, we got onto that tack because we were saying, don't just use an account. Use a property professional accountant. You know, so it's the same with management. Use a professional there. Use professionals like Savills, like Frank Zupa for your research. Professionals research. Those are the two themes there. Yes, professionals research. Two things. Okay, so just just to just to just to summarize, stamp duty. Okay, at the moment, it's three percent up to two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. We've got an extra two percent because we're overseas invested. There's nothing we can do about that. So at the moment, guys, if you're buying in that price range, which most people are looking at that price range in the Midlands and the north of the UK, it's it's really over two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Then you're going to be paying five percent. There's nothing you can do about it, really. So factor that into your financials and your thinking and your long-term plans. Mm. As I said, it's a highness tax. Highness. All right. Any closing comments? Any what? Closing comments. Closing comments. Um, I think um, Emma Raducanu is going to do an amazing job. And it's oh, so exciting to, that, to hear about it. That is a, the perfect... Um, is it an analogy? Uh, I'm not sure what the correct word is, but I was reading a paper, a paper, an article in the paper this morning about her and uh, how her father, what he's done to make her that good is instead of hiring a specific coach, one coach that does the whole thing, he hires a coach for a specific movement or thing. So she's got five, six, seven, eight, nine different coaches on the go at any one time, but one of them is looking at how she can improve the angle of the spread of her double-handed backhand, whilst another one is looking at how she can get more topspin on the ball. So she's every coach is very, very specific, and that's like choosing a professional in property to work with someone specific. And that is very true, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we can't be, we shouldn't be the jack of all trades. We should be the king of one. So go and find your kings out there. Don't go to Jack's who think they know it all, but actually know nothing. There we go. Okay, so more info, guys. YouTube, um, 
previous podcast episodes, we're going to start bringing in professionals to these as well to give you more useful and relevant information, stuff that you'll enjoy and find useful that you can apply to your property situations. So check those out. Get in touch if you've got any questions. Um, I think we'll leave it there. Just one thing before we go. Don't forget that your map of the world may be different to others' map of the world, but you can still find things in common. Excellent. That's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>